You're listening to episode 47 of Widowcast with Joanne Philomena, the author of Widowed. This is a Joanne the Life Coach podcast production. These are real stories and real experiences of widowhood. Primarily, this is my own story, but also what I've heard from many other widows I've talked to or who have written to me after reading my book. Look, if you're shopping this holiday season on Amazon.com, you can help support this podcast and keep it going by going to Amazon through my affiliate link. It's really simple, and you don't pay any more money for the things you're buying. Amazon just pays a few pennies fee off of each item back to the podcast productions to keep this going. So if you're going to shop at Amazon.com, go through JoanneTheLifeCoach.com slash Amazon. Just type that in your browser bar, JoanneTheLifeCoach.com slash Amazon. It'll take you to Amazon's homepage, and if you bookmark that page, it'll be permanently bookmarked as going there through my affiliate link. So every time you do a little holiday shopping... The podcast gets a little boost. Thank you so much for supporting us. Welcome back, listeners. Hi. Listen, have you experienced widow weight gain? It's a return to emotional eating. Now, I know some of you may have actually lost weight after losing your spouse because you could not eat. I experienced a little bit of both. You know, in those early weeks, those first few weeks after Jim passed away, oh gosh, I think the first week or two, I didn't even remember to feed myself. I mean, it was crazy. I'd never in my life forgotten to eat. You know, I'm one of those people who have always struggled with my weight and I've yo-yoed my weight up and down trying to diet off constantly. Honey, I've never missed a meal. Not even when I had the flu. (laughs) I don't, I don't forget to eat. But the boy, and if you are recently widowed, you are fully experienced in what I'm talking about. That fog after you first lose your spouse, you barely are even conscious of what goes on around you. I mean, I've talked to widows and they've said, I barely even remember the funeral. I just know I stood there for the longest time shaking hands and talking to people, but I don't know what I said. Um, We're kind of in that space at the beginning. So yeah, I wasn't remembering to feed myself. And if I did sit down for a meal or somebody came over and brought me food, or if I met somebody for lunch or dinner, then I would eat well, because, you know, it would be like, oh, this is good. Of course it was good. I was running on empty. But the surprising thing for me is I thought I was handling being widowed very well. I I know I've talked about this before. Jim and I had very firm beliefs about the fact that we our energy, our soul, who we are does not stop at death. So I felt I was probably very well equipped to handle his passing away. And I really felt that I was dealing with it very well. You know, it's like, I'm good. I'm okay. Really, I'm okay. About six weeks after he passed away, I got on the scale. Now, I've always weighed myself every morning, and I just 
couldn't remember to do it. I had stopped doing it when he passed away. I got on the scale. It was like six weeks. And I thought, oh, you know, I haven't weighed in a long time. I was up 20 pounds in just six weeks. Oh, eat your emotions much? Especially in view of the fact that I probably lost even more weight those first two weeks. So I would say I gained more than 20 pounds in the four weeks before I stepped on the scale. Now, as I said, I have always struggled up and down with my weight and developed my own program, began to understand why dieting does not work. That's why I'm a weight loss coach and have a weight loss podcast. However, I had been doing really well up until Jim passed away. My weight was down. It was staying permanently down. I wasn't all the way down yet. It was coming off not in a hurry because I was doing my my own program and doing my best understanding of how you can take weight off without it coming back on again and without dieting. Once he passed away, bang, that all changed. You know, the old return to emotional eating clearly was there, even when I didn't recognize that I had been doing it right? Emotions and feelings is the basis for chronically being overweight. It's the main reason that we overeat. I'm not going to say the main reason. It is the reason that we have that urge to overeat. It's why you can diet off all those pounds and gain it right back again. If you've dieted down and then felt the humiliation of having to go back up to the next size again, and then back up to the next size after that, all the way back into your quote-unquote fat clothes. You know what that is. And you have to keep dieting and cannot just be done and stay that healthy weight. But most of us don't blame the dieting. Isn't that crazy? We blame ourselves. We think we're flawed. We think our genetics mean we have to stay fat. We think we're a failure. We think we're just not strong enough to do it. But the truth is we're really strong. We do great. The diet doesn't work. Diets don't work. Blame the diets. The programs that don't look for the reasons why we gain weight to begin with. Famous diet centers and programs say they put a lot of research dollars into how to lose weight. But that's backwards. I mean, that's been solved. Instead, they should be helping us find out why we gain weight to begin with because that's the problem. When you lose your spouse and you're somebody who already struggles with emotional eating, odds are you've put on widow weight and it doesn't come right back off again, especially for me because I don't diet. I just don't diet. I know it doesn't work. It's a broken system. Calories in, calories out is the 100 year myth. And the sad fact is the medical community knows this now. There are studies that show dieting doesn't work. Yet doctors are still telling their patients, oh, eat less, move more. Go to Weight Watchers. Diets don't work. I gained those 20 pounds. And once I saw it on the scale, it pretty much, the gain stopped. Because I immediately realized, oh my gosh, I've, got, I've returned to emotional eating. I need to start coaching myself through this. Clearly, I need to get in touch with what I'm feeling and figure this out, which was really the birth of 
doing widow cast and writing the book widowed and all the things I learned in dealing with with the grief of losing my spouse and getting through the first year and this second year. The 20 pounds hung on, didn't go away. And as a matter of fact, over the next year's time, I was doing everything right. I was coaching myself. I was dealing with my emotions. I was not on that stupid hamster wheel of dieting. Not only did the 20 pounds not come off, five more pounds crept on. Sure, slow. It was over a real long period of time now, but it was really throwing me because I knew by what I was eating and what I was doing that the 20 pounds should have been back off, not five more creep on. But hey, the loss of your spouse is some heavy emotional weight, right? We know that. And the pain doesn't immediately go away. There's a lot to work through. When I talk to you about how your emotions are created by the thoughts you're thinking, the sentences that play in your brain, understand these are just sentences that the computer in your head has programmed in in place. But all our emotions are how these sentences vibrate down into our body. That's where our feelings come from. You know you've heard it said that no one else can make you happy until you find your own happiness, or no one else is going to love you until you love yourself. It's because those emotions do not come from outside of you ever. It's the way you're thinking about stuff outside of you that creates how you feel. Now, if you're a new widow, this is a real hard concept to wrap your brain around, that all of these rush of feelings you're having, and man, I know you are overwhelmed with feelings. God, I still remember it. It's been almost two years. I still remember how that felt. And if you're someone that has struggled with your weight, when it comes to how we feel, we're not good at experiencing feelings. We hide from them. Even if you don't deal with weight issues, almost every client I have ever coached, whether it's for weight loss or as a widow or for something else, I have people who come to me and say, can you help me? Can you help me? I'm dealing with all of this stuff in my career. I don't know why you can't move my career forward. I coach on a lot of things. And what I discover is in this country, we are not good at recognizing our own feelings. We'll do anything to avoid some of them. We chase after other feelings, how we want to feel. Feelings like feeling ashamed. Shame is really hard. That's like one of the toughest things to work through, shame. It's so hard that we'll do anything to avoid having to feel that feeling come up. For some of us, our own anger scares the hell out of us. And again, we'll do anything to keep that baby in a jar, including eating an entire jar of marshmallow fluff so we don't have to think about how angry feels. And talking about these feelings, you may think you're just in a state of grief, but grief all by itself, though it is sad, it's also warming because it's love. All the pain of grief is coming from all the other feelings that are coming along with it. The feel, you may be feeling anger. You may be feeling shame. 
feeling a lot of guilt. I have not talked to one widow that isn't wrapped up in guilt one way or the other. I can present you with list after list of hundreds of feelings, and you're not fully experiencing any of them. We become experts at avoiding those feelings. And how do we avoid them? We numb out. We numb out. A lot of us overeat. A lot of us turn to food to numb out. I mean, sure, some people do drugs. Some people drink. Some people go shopping. Have you heard of shopping addiction? It's because there's that little endorphin rush of buying something, getting a good price. Gambling is a way to numb out from what's going on around you in your life. Some of us do several of those things all at once. And we check out of our lives because it hurts to face the parts of our life that's not working right now. Or if you've lost your spouse, the parts of your life that feel like they're missing. So instead we eat, right? And we don't even know why we don't associate it. We're so checked out and missing out. We don't even know what we're missing out on anymore. I've been there. I've lived it. You know, I used to numb out over emotions so entirely. This is going back a, a couple years, a few years, way before Jim died, that I was actually numbing out on everything and I didn't realize it. It's like any emotion that any thought triggered, my knee-jerk reaction was to eat something and not feel. And then one day I was watching somebody having a good belly laugh over something silly I mean, she was, it was attractive. It was infectious. It was wonderful to watch her just double over in laughter. And I asked myself an interesting question. I thought to myself, when was the last time I laughed like that? Really laughed, like with abandon and made everybody else in the room laugh because it was so infectious. Where did the good feelings go? And I realized that eating down my emotions meant I was numbing out on all of it. Life had passed me by for years. I thought I was quite the enlightened thinker. You know, I'm pretty intelligent. Not a brag, it's a fact. I'm bright about a lot of things. Apparently not about me. It took me a long time to make a study of me. And at that time... I didn't want my life under that magnifying glass, making me have to look closer at the parts that hurt. And the parts that hurt, it turns out, are not impossible to fix or process, even after losing your spouse. I know there's parts that hurt. I hear from some of you, you rip my heart out. I've even heard from widows who are feeling suicidal. And I know it's not impossible to fix those feelings, to process those feelings, to face them head on. It's the only way to deal with them. We think the feelings are much bigger than they are. And because we turn our backs on the parts of our life that hurts, it's casting a giant shadow on the wall in front of us that's keeping us checked out so we don't have to look at it. And as widows, we do that. Even if you don't overeat to numb out from your feelings, we do other things and we shut down. Or we think, like I did, that we're doing fine. We're coping. Yeah, you know, I'm going through the pain. I miss him a lot, but I'm doing okay. 
you know, taking care of the kids, getting back to work, going through the motions. And your whole life is just going through the motions. Oh, my gosh. I want so much more for you guys. I have found so much more for me, and I can get you there. When you can finally allow the feelings to come up and do the work, that bit of pain starts to stop. And that shadow on the wall in front of us isn't as huge as we thought once we faced it. And now day-to-day life has less pain because that underlying terrible monster in our life is out in the open and managed. Do we have just one monster? No, probably not. I love Pokemon Go. It was my new obsession for a while. And I really loved when I found out the name Pokemon came from Pocket Monsters. They put together the word Pocket Monsters Pokemon. What if all the things you are so afraid to face that keep you eating so you don't have to feel were just Pocket Monsters? And you could capture them and index them and name them and learn about their powers over you and how you could make those powers work for you instead. Do you see what a perfect metaphor the game is? When you begin to do the mental work to discover why you're feeling that urge to keep overeating, even when you're not hungry, you eat to fill that hole, that void, then you can start to uncover those little pocket monsters one by one and call them by name. And once they're named and indexed, you're no longer in terror of them. They're no longer keeping you in just this shut down place. You can begin to feel those feelings and understand where they're coming from and process them and release them. Now, I'm not talking about grief because grief to me isn't a whole nother thing. It's not an ugly emotion. And it's something you're going to carry for quite some time. Yeah. Well, why shouldn't you? I mean, some people misunderstand my style of coaching. Like maybe you're not, you're supposed to control all your thoughts and you're not ever supposed to have feelings that you don't let go of. Well, gosh, who wants to let go of feeling good? Who wants to let go of feeling confident? Right? These are feelings that are great and they serve us well in our life. By the same token, grief may sound like a feeling that's hard to deal with, but it's not once you're down to pure grief. And why wouldn't you want to feel grief for losing your spouse? Why wouldn't you want to experience that and honor them? We can do that. Our thoughts, the sentences that play in our head, are pocket monsters. And I've talked about in the past... We have over 60,000 thoughts a day, so we'll never catch every single thought. We're mostly unaware of our thoughts. But certain thoughts are dragging you down and holding you back. And there are ways to uncover those thoughts and deal with them. There's ways to uncover the better thoughts you're also thinking and make those thoughts more powerful. Thoughts that are not as charged with negative emotion thoughts that even feel wonderful. When you can consciously begin to choose how you want to feel, life becomes a little magical. Weight loss becomes easy. 
The choices of giving your body good food and returning to taking care of yourself, even as you go through this process of grief, it's going to be easy. And you will begin to drop those widow pounds and they'll never return again. If you just flat try to starve them off, oh, you're going to hit a rebound. If you deal with all the little pocket monsters that are driving you to numb out with food, now the pounds are never going to return because you're healing your life. When you recognize that numbing out on food, driving through Dunkin' Donuts or ordering cheesy fries, they're things that only make your stomach uncomfortable and you still have the emotional pain doesn't go away by eating the cheesy fries. You just don't notice it much while you're eating the cheesy fries. So I teach tools as a weight loss coach that are critical to losing weight, but so are the thinking tools and the emotional tools I teach equally critical to dropping weight. And for a widow, for a widow trying to find her priorities in life again, Oh, wow, those thinking and emotional tools are major, major to learn. If you're widowed, and I know that you're frightened by what you're feeling since your spouse passed away, you're also so alone and afraid of being alone. You don't know how to do this widow thing, and you want to know how someone else might have gotten through the pain. I know it's scary. It's scary to have thoughts and feelings that you think nobody else around you can possibly understand. And mostly they can't unless they become widows themselves or they are widows. There's things that you just don't even say out loud. You don't want to share this with the world. You don't even want to admit certain things to yourself. I had a lot of those. That's where the 20 pounds came from. I was numbing out so I didn't have to look at things I didn't even want to admit to myself. You can move through the pain of widowhood, find purpose in your life again, real purpose, not just muddling through. And you can get those widow pounds gone again. They will go. It's part of the process. When I wrote Widowed, my book, it wasn't just a shared journey through loss. I mean, I wanted it to be a shared journey. I shared my story because I, every widow that I run into out there feels like they're a little crazy, right? They're insane because they don't know that everybody else that's widowed feels and goes through so much that is exactly the same as what they're feeling. So widowed shares my story, but it's also a roadmap for rebuilding a future that makes room for hope and happiness alongside that grief. You can find out what it is you need to move forward. Get out of that fog so that you can live again. Okay? The book is on Amazon. If you have Kindle Unlimited, you can download it for free. Otherwise, the Kindle version right now is only $4.49. It has practical tools for healing ways to discover what your priorities in life are now because all those priorities shifted and changed and you know you have emotional priorities that your spouse was meeting for you 
and when they go all of a sudden there's all those big gaping holes you feel like have been pulled through your body you have to find out what those priorities were and how you can meet them now get you through your unique process of grief i wrote this book sharing my story and the tools that helped me come through that are part of why I became a certified life coach and a weight loss coach, as well as producing and hosting all these podcasts, Widowcast. I have a podcast called Weight Coach. If you look up Weight Coach, you will find me. And for a little fun, a little sideline, I have started podcasting on the NBC show, This Is Us. When I saw the premiere episode of that show, I was blown away. It was so good. And a life coach's dream. Like I want to coach all these characters. If you haven't looked at This Is Us, go binge watch. It's amazing. NBC has, um, any NBC apps are free. I know for CBS, to watch old shows on CBS, I end up paying for their app. But NBC is free. So you can download the NBC app and watch from the beginning on This Is Us. Um, it'll come up on if you, look, if you have Apple TV. And probably they have them on their website too. I haven't gone there because I watch it on my Apple TV. So you can look for This Is Us podcast. That's my new one. If you want to dig a little deeper into the emotions that you are going through as a widow, especially if you've gained the widow weight like I did and you would like to have a coach's help and perspective to start uncovering your stories and thoughts so that we can move you through this, get on the phone with me. Just get on the phone with me. It's free. It's free for a little discovery session. We can just chat you can find out if this is something, coaching is something you would want to do. I will see if you're a good fit for coaching. If I don't think I can help you, I will let you know that too and make other recommendations because I only work with people that I know I can actually help them. So if you want to jump on a phone call with me, the easiest way to do that is to go to talktojoanne.com. I created TalkToJoanne.com so that it would take you right into my online schedule and you can see where I have openings for calls and you can grab the day and time that's going to work best for you and schedule that free discovery call with me. It's a lot of fun. I Sometimes I just like getting to know you better and hearing your story. So in the meantime, be understanding with yourself, especially for regaining weight or gaining weight for the first time as a widow. You may feel you're doing fine without realizing how you've been numbing yourself out from your emotions and from life. I want better than that for you. I have come through that. I have a life that I love living now. Sure, I still miss Jim, and I'm still processing this. My two-year anniversary of losing Jim is coming up this month. So you know I'm still processing a lot of that. But alongside of it, I'm able to not only just function, I don't just go through the motions. I have struck out and created a whole new life for myself, a new career, something that gives me 
lot of emotional fulfillment. It's been spectacular. I would love to share that with you and to see you have that. So for this week, get on the darn scale. See what's going on with you. Sometimes that's the hard move to make, right? Just to step on the scale. Don't let it get you down. Understand it's widow weight and we can work on that. And then get out there. Enjoy some of the holidays. I've got an episode coming up about the holidays because they they can be really hard. But let a little of the spirit in so that you can feel some joy in your life. And I'll talk to you again next week. 